0: You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns.
1: Welcome back to Perpetual Traffic. This is Keith Krantz, and I've got Ralph Burns and Molly Pittman here with me. How are we doing today, guys? Hello, hello.
0: Doing awesome.
1: How are we doing? Good, good, good. On the first six episodes, what we've done is we've really given you a bird's eye view of what is working now, the future of paid traffic, and we gave you some great examples and frameworks and a three part series with Betty Rocker and how she is implementing this system and has truly, you know, went from being on the hamster wheel to building a true traffic generating machine. Now, over the next couple episodes, we're gonna get more tactical with you. We're gonna show you how to find where your market is hiding
0: figuring out where your market is hiding is really probably the most important part of running traffic you know we're assuming that that you have an offer right you have a product or service uh, that that someone wants and really the next step is to figure out how can I put this product or service um, in front of the right people it's probably the biggest mistake that we see at digital marketer with our customers and and that you guys see with your clients is they actually have have something that people want, uh, but that they assume that they must, you know, run ads on Facebook or they think that they have to run ads on YouTube, but they're not really thinking about, you know, where is my market? What platform is my market actually hanging out online? You know, you can have the best marketing message and, and the best ad images and, you know, the coolest landing page. But if you're putting your traffic campaign in front of the wrong people, you're not putting it in front of the right market, then your campaign will fail right off the bat. So that's really what we're going to cover. Um, You know, what platform should you be running traffic on? And, you know, how are you actually finding your people, the most avid, really interested people within your market on those platforms?
2: And another part to that is that your approach is really different with each platform. So in the platform that we've been talking about in the first six episodes, we're primarily talking about Facebook and social media platforms and that approach as to how you actually pull that person in, you know, to make them uh, somebody that will eventually either opt in, give you a name and an email, and then potentially purchase one of your products or your service, you have to approach them in different ways based upon the platform itself. So we'll be talking about a lot of that today and what that approach should be. And and when we bring clients on board, that's probably the thing that we spend almost the most time on is the offer and how you actually make their individual product or service Facebook-friendly. We always sort of talk about that, right, Keith? Like a Facebook-friendly hook. And it's really, really important because some people are coming from the pay-per-click world or the display advertising world, and sometimes it doesn't necessarily translate over to Facebook and some of the social media platforms. But we'll talk about how to do that today
0: i think really to start it off you know first you have to think about what type of platform so not even just which platform you know deciding between pinterest facebook youtube etc you first have to think about which type of platform and this is you know really a step that a lot of people leave out they don't think about but you kind of have two different kinds of traffic platforms you you have a seeker um you know more of someone having intent and then you have an interruption and in a display platform, and we'll get to those in a second, but it all comes down to, you know, your audience's mindset. What, what point are they in the, in the purchasing decision?
1: whatever you're using, when it comes to generating traffic, you have to also imagine you're in the real world. Okay. Always just imagine you're not online. Imagine you're, you know, at a party, you're at the mall, you're shopping, or you're talking to somebody. Okay. Think about where people are at. Where's your audience at? And what you want to think about here is what state of mind are they in? Okay. Is the majority of your audience, your customers, are they completely unaware of your product or service, or are they unaware of the of the problem that your uh, product or service is solving, or are they aware of it? Okay, are they aware that they need to increase their productivity, but you know they're not actively searching for a solution, or do you have an audience that's hungry? Okay, if somebody has a leaky roof, are they a hungry crowd? Are they a hungry market? Of course they are, right? What what, what are they gonna do?
0: They need a solution now. <laughs>
1: So you have to realize and really sit back and think about where is the majority of of your audience? Okay, are they unaware of the problem or are they aware of the problem? They just don't know about you yet. Or are they hungry? Are they actively searching for, for red dresses, for a baby stroller, for a, a plumber or for a roofer? So once you start to understand the mindset that the majority of your audience is, then you can decide on which... Platform to spend most of your time in. The best part about some of these traffic channels is if you if you get a little bit ninja, you can actually engineer a process to take somebody from being unaware all the way to being hungry for your product or service. But you just have to you you have to engineer that, and, and that's really one of the major frameworks of this entire podcast and that's why we really want you to continue listening to this show because this is what we are going to show you how to do and we're doing this right now in several markets it's it's pretty fun to do
0: and if you look back on on episodes 1 2 and 3 we talk about traffic temperature and you know cold audience warm hot you know this is a direct parallel with with what we've been talking about it's just building this relationship and really using unaware, aware, and hungry is, is a way for us to describe to you which platforms to use based off of, you know, at at what point is, is this person in, in your marketing funnel? Okay, we're going to teach you, you know, the three different types of of audience mindsets. And then, you know, once you understand the mindset, um, you can really figure out how to match the mindset with the two different kinds of traffic platforms, right? Match the Um, mindset
1: with the media. Exactly.
0: So, yeah. so, and then once you figured out, once you figured out which traffic platforms are best, um, you know, dependent on, on the, the mindset of your audience, then we can really get into the specifics, which will come in the next episode of how do we find the the best and most really like avid, you know, people in this market on the platform. So really it's kind of one, two, three, you know, three steps. You can have, people in all three different you know types of mindset right this is where the system comes in you know how are we taking people from unaware to aware how are we taking people from aware to hungry and and you know different traffic campaigns have different purposes and bringing people you know, through this, this system, you might use different traffic platforms depending on, you know, if, if you want them to go from cold to warm or aware to hungry, you know, you, you can do that on different, different traffic platforms. For example, you know, we run a lot of our cold traffic to, to help people, uh, you know, that are unaware to, to help them become aware of an issue and then we'll retarget on YouTube. So different platforms for different goals.
1: Exactly. And so you can use these different channels to literally move people from being unaware to hungry or even to to starving in some cases and you can get you know really ninja when it comes to intermixing these different channels and taking people from cold traffic from Facebook and bringing them to content and then using YouTube to to retarget people once they are warmed up and then once they are aware but what we're going to focus on today is to really kind of use the 80-20 principle and we're going to help you we're going to focus on the 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 20% that is going to create 80% of the results for you. Okay? We're going to simplify it. We're going to give you something that you can focus on right now, okay? Really to focus on that low-hanging fruit that's going to move the needle. So, if you're kind of a beginner, don't worry. You don't need to understand all these different channels. We're going to show you how to focus on the one channel That's going to move the needle the most for your business. So let's talk about the two different types of channels. Number one, we have people that are aware or or maybe they're hungry. So they're, they're searching, they're, they're seekers. Okay. They have intent. What you want to do is you want to figure out how to match the mindset of your market with the traffic platform, you know, with the social media channel. So once you really understand what mindset the majority of your market is in, you want to figure out how you can match their mindset with the traffic platform, okay? And and there's really two main types of platforms that you you, you want to focus on.
0: So based off of what mindset they're in, you know, if they're if they're you know more aware or hungry, then you're probably looking at more of a, a searcher seeker platform like Google search or YouTube search. Um, but if if they're unaware and and you know you really need to. Um, you know, move them into the awareness phase, you know, that's more of interruption, which is like Facebook or Twitter.
1: Exactly. So one of the biggest mistakes that we see all the time is people that everybody wants to advertise on Facebook, right? They see the trend, they see a lot of people getting great results. So I want to advertise on Facebook. So I, I sell red dresses or I sell strollers and, and they want to put up ad campaigns that on Facebook, where they are selling A product or a service. They're going
0: right for that five thousand dollar sell that that we we talked about in the earlier episodes. You know, they
1: don't know you. That that's not gonna work. Exactly. Those are the people that you, you you can do that, you can run an ad to a product, but that that ad or that campaign needs to be in a traffic platform like Google search or YouTube search. Okay. They're hungry, they're hungry or they're starving, they're looking for that particular problem to be solved or they're looking for that type of product itself. So what do we use interruption display type of marketing for? What do we these social channels? thats that's what they are. they're really interruption marketing. Remember social channel, Facebook, Twitter, it's the online version of the coffee shop or the party right or the networking group like you know Chamber of Commerce or BNI. So nobody likes that guy where you shake his hands and he's trying to pitch you 30 seconds after after you meet him, right? So if, if you're using a channel like Facebook, a platform like Facebook or Twitter, you have to meet people where they're at. And typically, they're probably going to be either completely unaware that they have a problem or they might be aware that they have a problem but not aware that you're Solution exists, and that's where the social media networks are are perfect. If you have a product or service that improves people's lives, but not everybody in the world knows about it yet, you want to be advertising on you know Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Pinterest and all these different social channels, but you've got to understand how to meet them where they're at. You know, your job. If you're going to use these like f- something like Facebook and Twitter, I kind of like to use this example If you're, you're trying to kind of knock somebody upside the head to make them realize that they have a problem or a solution. So you're educating them on the problem that they might have and then you can smoothly kind of transition them into why your product or service could be the the perfect solution
2: yeah it's it's totally it's all about the approach i mean the approach for a search ad i mean we all know the ads that when you do a google search and you see them on the top and on the right hand side uh just above where the organic listings are you typically can't run an ad like that or a landing page or an ad copy like that in a social channel because it's search-based, it's intent-based. Somebody is actually... You know, clicking on and searching for the solution to a problem, you know, an itch that needs to be scratched, you know, whether it's I've got a leaky roof or, you know, my I need a plumber ASAP because my house is flooding or maybe I'm just in the market. Financial issues. Maybe I'm in the market for a baby stroller like we used before in those types of searches, there's sort of different levels of searches, research, and then eventually to perhaps even settling on a product after doing that kind of initial research. Search is really great for specific types of needs. Oftentimes we see when we run Facebook ads that there's an awareness that happens because of the product or service, but then people will go back to Google and we'll see this in their analytics to actually search for them on Google to get more information about whatever it is that piqued their interest on the social channel.
0: Right. And you can see sort of backing up a second why this is important. You know, we're not just teaching these two different types of traffic platforms for, you know, educational purposes. A lot of people will use a platform, you know, a plumber will use Facebook and, and you know, just sort of blast out this message. Hey, if you have a, um, you know, a, a leaky uh, pipe, I can fix it. And not that that can't work, but that's probably not the best traffic platform for that person to use. Use, um at that point in, in his funnel, essentially. So it's really thinking about, you know, uh, at what point is your audience, you know, do they, are they aware that they have this problem and then which traffic platform is going to be best to reach them um, in that specific moment?
1: Yeah. And there's several types of statistics out there, but one of the, the one that comes up quite a bit is that whatever topic or whatever problem or solution somebody's trying to solve, there's typically only 5 to 10% of the entire market that is actively searching at any given time for that kind of product or or, or service. For example, out of the maybe, I don't know, 20 million expecting moms, there might be, out of all those 20 million, there might be 10% of those that are actively searching on Google right now, you know, for uh, the right baby stroller to get after they have their baby. However, the other 90 to 95% of people are not actively searching. They might be You know, driving, sitting in the car as a passenger, scrolling through their newsfeed on Facebook, right? Or riding on the train. That's why these social channels are so powerful because you can target people based on that they they are an expecting mom, or maybe they do have a you know one to three year old or something like that. So you can target people based on the fact that they might not be actively searching. So if you are targeting that mom, you, you got to be careful. You can't say like baby stroller on sale for 399 dollars like you would on Google. You've got to like say something like, the example, Ralph, you gave seven things you need to know before buying a stroller or something like that, right?
0: <laughs> You're right. giving value first, you know, just like we've talked about in the previous episodes.
2: That's my new ebook, by the way. I'm going to go into that market case.
1: <laughs> it's not very competitive, right?
2: <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. But that would be a good way in which to, approach that market on, on Facebook, let's say there there are 10% of people who are actively searching for baby strollers, and maybe they're even going into the different types of baby strollers. And it's been about 10 years or so since I've been in this market, so I forget all the names of the manufacturers. But anyway, maybe they're going for Graco. See, I knew I'd remember one. Um... Baby strollers, so they would be searching for specific maybe brands or maybe types or ones that are good for two-year-olds but not for three-year-olds or four-year-olds or whatever it happens to be. But you, if you can put some sort of compelling content or something that piques their interest in front of them as they're thumbing through their newsfeed, just picture your audience constantly thumbing through their newsfeed with 900 million active users getting on Facebook 14 times on average per day. Your audience is on there. It's just a matter of how you're going to approach them. And I think with a lot of customers, it's a hybrid approach. Maybe it's search as well as, you know, Google, Bing, you know, maybe even display and all kinds of other sort of banner networks and so forth. But for our purposes here, we're really sort of focusing on the big two which is Google search and Facebook primarily and obviously you know Twitter and a lot of the other ones. So for many customers it will probably be some kind of combination of the two. But how you approach them is very different.
0: Right. And it it needs to be because even if you you are selling something that people are searching specifically for on on Google, you can't really scale the number of people that are searching that specific pain point, right? You have no control over that. That's that's uh, you know based off of how many people are are searching. Um, but if if you are in sort of the the unaware the the cold audience phase and you're just trying to uh, make a certain group of people aware of a problem, that's much more scalable, right? So you know it, it, the Google would be the low hanging fruit, um, but you you can't scale that. So that's really how all of this ends up working together as a system.
1: Great point. Great point. And on some upcoming episodes, we're going to be walking you through exactly what type of content you can put out there, depending on which network they're on or or which paid traffic platform they're on, okay? Which type of lead magnets work, all that stuff we're going to be diving a lot deeper into. Hopefully, you've got a a better frame of, you know, where the majority of your audience is and what mindset they are in. Once you kind of know that. You can say, hey, let's maybe maybe you want to start with Facebook. And one of the reasons why we keep going back to Facebook is because Facebook, like Molly just said, there's probably 10 times as many people on Facebook, so it's a lot more scalable the, the audience targeting is better on Facebook than any channel out there, any platform there is, and the traffic is affordable. So do you should you be eventually maybe in Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, content networks, display advertising, all this other stuff? Absolutely. But what we recommend is use Facebook to get it right. Okay, it's going to be the easiest way to to try to figure out what really works. And if you can get it right on Facebook, then it's going to be a no brainer for for the rest of the other platforms. Um, Once you kind of know where you want to focus on, we need to try to figure out what audiences inside that platform or or what keywords you're going to be focused on, right?
0: And, you know, I think it's important to not only think about, um, you know, the whether it's a, a seeker platform like Google search or YouTube search or interruption like Facebook or Twitter, um, but when you're selecting the traffic platform where, where you really want to start, you have to make sure that that your market is actually hanging out on that platform. So like Keith said, there are so many people on Facebook that it's almost applicable to, to any market, um, but not every platform is is like that you know if you're trying to reach you know kids 10 to 17 maybe, Facebook is definitely not your place, right? You need to be on Twitter. You need to be on Instagram. Um, You know, if you're looking for women who are crafting, uh, you know, Pinterest is definitely your place. So don't, you know, start with a platform just because that's what everyone is using. Really think about the demographics. And even when you've narrowed it down to, okay, I I want a search campaign. um, Think about your different options. You know, you have Google and Bing and Yahoo. Um, And, you know, for example, with our company Survival Life, we're trying to reach an older age group. So Bing ads are working really, really well for us uh, because that's the default browser um, on on most people's computer. And a lot of people in, in that older generation don't know how to change the browsers. So they're using Bing. So you have to think about all of this really situationally, you know, sort of business by business, basis uh, because your market, you only know where your market is hanging out. And if you're, you're trying to run traffic on a platform where, where they're not visiting, um, that's going to be your, your first and your biggest problem.
1: And one of the biggest problems that people can make is don't think about where you hang out. Think about where your audiences and your customers are hanging out. And we have people a lot of times they are like, well, I'm never on Facebook, you know, and so they think that their audience isn't. And I just say, well, just do me a favor and go go into, you know, audience insights or go into the ads manager and start typing in the, the interests that, you know, are relative to your audience and let Facebook tell you if they're on Facebook or not.
2: So true. So true, especially in, uh, there's certain demographics, like for example, there's a customer of ours who sells replacement baseboard covers. So we did a Google search for the amount of searches for replacement baseboard covers covers, and it was in the single digits. However, the guys who run that, that operation are not on Facebook. They're not fans of Facebook, but their demographic, which is women between the ages of 40 and 54, are in droves, and they don't realize that that solution actually exists. So Facebook is a perfect platform for them, but search would never be.
1: Okay. That's a great example. Like this is a perfect example. This product is basically solving a problem. So this is something that typically you would generalize as being a Google search, right? A pay-per-click type of product, right? They they need something solved. They've got something dirty. They're looking for a cleaner, right? And you would think that would be for Google search. However, in this case, it's a little bit unique because people don't really realize that there's people out there that will clean your baseboards or or give you covers that make them look brand new overnight. So what their job is to do is since this crowd actually is unaware, you've got to meet them where they're at. You've got to figure out a way to show them that there's actually a way. And so you actually are turning them from unaware into aware into hungry. (laughs)
2: You have to have a good product, too. I mean, whenever you're advertising, it certainly helps. I mean, no marketing and no targeting in the world is really going to help you if you don't have a a fabulous product. I mean, in this case, it's an easy solution. And it's really the the ad for them is very simple. It's a before and after. You know, are your baseboards ugly? And it's, you know, specifically in states where we know there's cold weather, where they're going to have baseboard heat units, and they only sell their product on Home Depot. So we use specific targeting around demographics as well as home ownership as well that you can do inside the platform that they've basically doubled their business in the last year. So if you have a breakthrough product and you're sitting there listening today and you're saying, how do I let the world know about what it is that I have here? Because I know it's great. Everyone tells me it's great. How do I let the world know about it? A social channel is ideal for that. If you're competing against somebody else in a very active space, let's say you're a plumber or maybe a local attorney, probably Google search or Google places is a good place to start. And then maybe do some branding on the side with Facebook um, and, you know, increase your awareness and obviously the people that you have connections with in your town through Facebook local groups and so forth. So there's always this hybrid model that you can do. In some cases, it's really going to be pure social. In some cases, it's going to be majority search. But there is that striking balance that you have to sort of figure out. And that's really just a matter of taking stock of what your business is, what your product is, and really thinking about that avatar, thinking about that customer. Where are they hanging out? Where can I find them? And where can I put my message in front of them to get the best result?
0: Where is my market hiding, right? There you go. (laughs) And if you take a step back, we've covered a lot. Um, You know, going, you you first have to think about at what stage um, is this prospect, right? Are they unaware? Are they aware? Or are they hungry? Then that's going to help you decide what kind of traffic platform am I really going to start with? Am I going to go more with the seeker platform or am I going to go more with with the, um, you know, it, interruptive platform? And then from there, think about your audience's demographics, you know, are they on Yahoo, Bing or Google search um, if you're you're looking more in the, the seeker or, you know, if you're looking more interruptive or are, are they on Facebook? Are they on uh, Twitter? Are they on LinkedIn? So we've really taken you from you know, I have no idea how the heck to find my people to, okay, I know which traffic platform, um, you know, I want to run traffic. How do I find my market on this specific platform? And that's that's really what we're going to cover
1: next. So now that you've hopefully figured out which traffic platform to focus most on, now it's time to figure out inside that traffic platform where is your audience hiding okay what types of interests do they like what types of things are they searching for all right so when we take a new client on at at dominate web media agency client coaching client we have them go through a series of of exercises and what we're gonna do is we're actually gonna give you guys some homework um, to do right now so if you can if you're listening right now uh, grab a piece of paper literally um, or at least write these questions down, and after the, the show is over, you can start doing a little bit of research. We, we've got some homework we want you to do and bring to the next episode, okay? Uh, just And if you can't write this down, no big deal. Just think about these questions. First, what type of books, magazines, newspapers, TV shows does your ideal customer read or watch? Okay. Who are the authority figures, the thought leaders, the big brands, the competitors in your niche? Go to Amazon. That One of the best places to start is go to Amazon.com and just start searching for, for products people are buying, for books people are reading. And that's going to help you because Amazon search is amazing. Guess what it does? If you click on a product or service or a book... Below that, it's going to say something like, people who bought this also bought this. People who read this also read this. And I love going into the Amazon reviews too. Look in the reviews. Look look what people are complaining about. Look what people are excited about. Um, go to Facebook. You know, go, use Facebook search. Type in this search query, pages liked by people who like, insert your page. You know, Pages liked by people who like Digital Marketer. Pages liked by people who like Dominate Web Media. Pages liked by people who like digital marketer and dominate web media. Okay. That's going to help you start to, to to figure out, you know, what types of things people are into, what websites do people visit? Where do they live? How old are they? Okay. What kinds of products do your customers like to buy? And, and what are some beliefs, opinions, passions, activities, social groups, religious groups that your customers have in common? Think about is there some kind of a common belief or interest that the majority of your audience has and and, and start to research that type of stuff. So these are the things that you're going to want to start to think about.
0: And Keith, I can I can throw one more in too. You know, what events do they attend? That's a big one. If if someone likes something enough to actually go to an event, you know, if if you go to uh you know to uh to a PGA tournament or, or a golf tournament and you like golf enough to actually go watch. You're probably playing the sport and you're probably going to buy products, um, you know, around that that particular topic. So events are really big. But really, you know, your homework over the next week is to think about who is this person and what do they do when they open their computer? You know, what websites are they visiting? Facebook pages. You know, where do they go on Amazon? If you can get inside their head, then you can put your market message, you can put your product or service in front of them. Um, and this is really the most important part of running traffic is, is figuring out where these people, um, are, are hiding online. And this is, you know, one of the first steps to finding them.
1: And then what mindset are they in? Right. Where are they hanging out? What mindset are they in? Are they unaware of the problem they have or are they aware of it, but they, they're not aware of your actual solution or are they hungry? You know, are they looking for a solution right now or are they looking for a specific product? So as you're doing that, just kind of start to think about what mindset that they are in and Can you engineer a process to take somebody from unaware to hungry? I think you can. Um, So that's why we want you to continue listening to to this podcast because we're going to continue showing you examples, tactical examples. In the next episode, we're going to get real tactical with what to do, how to use these amazing tools that we have at our disposal. Um, Following episodes, we're going to be having more case studies, more real people like you having success. And we're also going to be talking to some, some awesome experts and some of the people at the top of their field and how, how they're really taking advantage
2: of, of what's, what's working right now. What this really is all about is you're trying to envision your perfect prospect. Like, who is that ideal customer for you? What do they look like with all these interests, with your homework here, m- books, magazines, newspapers, websites, all that stuff. But also bear something in mind, too, that when you start to think about these sorts of things, let's say, I think Molly used this example, um, is that if they're interested in golf, probably Tiger Woods would not be the best person, but maybe, you know, uh, Bubba Watson or Rory McIlroy or Jordan Spieth or somebody like that is really that would Callaway that, Golf right? Uh, Callaway Golf because Tiger Woods is liked and and has interest. You know, outside of just golf, he's more of like an international celebrity. So sort of think about really specific examples so that you can paint that ideal prospect's picture. And I think that's the biggest question we ask people when we bring them on board uh, inside the agency is describe your perfect prospect, what they look like, what do they act like, who are they? and describe it in a hundred words or less. And if you can get that, we can start to paint a picture around not only just targeting, but also all the things that sort of come after that with offers and so forth.
1: Yep. And on the next episode, we're going to walk you through the exact exercise that, that you're going to want to take when you start to build your campaign. So we're going to list out the exact tools to use, how, how to set up your your kind of your spreadsheets and, and really give you a template to be able to organize these these audiences no matter which traffic platform you're in. So after you take your headphones out, your assignment is to take a notepad, take an Evernote, whatever you use to to, to brainstorm and start answering the questions that we asked you. Okay, and please keep that in a safe spot and stay tuned for the next episode because we're going to help you take that list, that starting point, and then use these amazing tools that we have at our disposal and use some kind of templates to really build out those those perfect audiences to target with your campaigns all right so start the list keep it safe bring it to the next episode and we'll talk to you soon
0: you've been listening to perpetual traffic with keith Krantz, molly Pittman, and ralph burns for more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash
1: podcast thank you for listening